0: 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The news never stops. Life goes on around town and around the world. You need a talk show that keeps track of it. A program with bold opinions that's always open to your views. That is this show. Welcome to the Mark Davis Show on 660
1: AM. The answer. All right, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. 866 660 five seven five nine. It is one of those uh, one of those delicious, multi layered days where we've got big time national news, presidential election developments coming your way in New Hampshire tonight. Going to be doing some anticipatory stuff about that. Uh, at the state level, state of Texas uh, given a big middle finger by the Supreme Court, including John Roberts, shocker, and Amy Coney Barrett, which is a genuine disappointment, siding with the libs in telling Texas we can't protect our state. That the feds are welcome to go in with big snippers and shears and cut the razor wire that we have established to prevent people from entering our state illegally. Hmm. Uh, and the sort of the local drilled down local legislative thing involves uh, intrigue out of Senate District Thirty, where we have a a, a seeming front runner in Brent Hagenboo Uh, who is under some fire from all three people running against him, but most notably uh, Dr. Kerry DeMoor, uh, about whether he lives in the district or not. Uh, Just the way you and I talk about living in the district, he doesn't. But there are technicalities written into Texas law, and if you want to take care of those and change those, then let's do that. But a Tarrant County court seemingly sided with Brent already, saying, yeah, if you've got a corner of your office there that's in District 30, you know, that's got, uh, you got a bed and a coffee maker, and you can, you know, spend the night there. I guess you can call that a residence. Um, Denton County has yet to say that, but both sides were in court yesterday, and Carrie DeMoor wanted Brent thrown off the ballot and told that he can't campaign. Uh, the court did not do that. Brent wanted the entire thing thrown out. The court did not do that. So this skirmish lives for another day. Uh, Alan Blakemore, who is Brent's rep, will join us at 835. I've got a Twitter DM to Carrie, seeing if she wants to be on 905. And, you know, ultimately, at some point, people are going to have, have to start taking each other on on real issues. I, you know where I am on the technicality of this. I I think it's squishy uh, to say I live in my office, because you don't. but it's a, But is it technically on the right side of the law? If so, then Brent deserves to, to prevail in this. If it is, if it's not, then he doesn't. But if it is, and ultimately, and, and prove me wrong, I don't think a lot of people care about this. I mean, uh, you know, if you're running for mayor or something and you live in the town next door, okay. You know, the 30th congressional district is wide and sprawling. The 12th is right next door. <laughs> He's in the suburbs of 30. He's in 12. He's in Tan Parker's District 12. That's where the actual house is. I think the number of people who really care about this is minuscule. And what folks really, really care about is what are your policies? What are you going to do as senator, et cetera, et cetera? But anyway, everybody's welcome on that, uh, on that brouhaha. So, um, Tonight we get New Hampshire numbers. I was talking to Mike about to what level does he want to, to predict what happens? And I don't want to you know do anything numerically because who knows? Because New Hampshire is New Hampshire's quirky. Um, I'll tell you my gut here this morning, and that is that the the strength of Nikki Haley, the swell, the bump, the uh, just just what whatever is largely a fabrication. It is largely a fever dream of people who hate Trump, either on the left or Republicans who just cannot stand that the party is uh, is is in the control of, uh, of bold uh, conservatives and populists. So I, uh, will she do? I mean, it's kind of funny. Mike kept saying, well, she'll do better than expectations. What are the expectations? I don't even know what the expectations are since it's New Hampshire. I don't know if there is a firm Haley expectation. Um. Let's let's establish the over under at uh, how she did in Iowa, and Trump was like fifty one, and she and DeSantis were both at about twenty. So, will she be within thirty points of Trump in New Hampshire? I think she probably will, but I don't think it's going to be single digits. So that is that is as numerical as I am gonna get. (laughs) And in in the uh, in the in the, the, the the those quirky New Englanders, wicked lobster. So uh, here's uh, here's Bree Jackson up uh, on NBC, up in uh, New Hampshire and uh, with a little a little preview.
2: Republican candidates delivering their closing message to New Hampshire voters. Former President Trump wants to seal the deal for the GOP nomination.
0: We're coming to take over the. Beautiful, beautiful White House, and we're going to run the country the way it's supposed to be run.
2: Trump's former U.N. ambassador and Republican rival Nikki Haley seeks to finish stronger here than her third place finish in the Iowa caucuses.
1: Real quick, the video imagery of her is of her standing there with, see if this echoes with you, a really popular governor. And how much good does does an endorsement from a really popular governor do for you? Ask Ron DeSantis, who had the endorsement of very popular Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds. Uh, Well, very popular Governor Chris Sununu is all in for Haley. Of course he is. Uh, Is that worth, you know, some votes? I'm sure it is. Just as the Reynolds endorsement was worth some votes to DeSantis. Just, just not enough.
2: This really is an option. Do you want more of the same?
1: I know what she means. More of the same what? Uh, Trump offers the starkest, most delicious and, and most sublime change from the status quo that we have right now. How much change do we get from Biden to President Nikki Haley? She's more serious about the border. Good for her. But she's basically closer to Biden on climate She's absolutely in lockstep with Biden on forever war in Ukraine. So excuse me, it is one of the reasons that Nikki Haley is not going to get the nomination is that there is those those daunting similarities between her and Democrats.
2: Or do you want to go forward? That's a sentiment echoed on the Democratic side. They
1: don't want Donald Trump.
2: Dean Phillips is challenging President Biden.
1: Bless his. Heart. Dean Phillips. Uh, no, no, nobody else. Nobody else had the stones to do it. And, and I understand. And I, I'm I'm the guy who tells you all day, every day, that challenging an incumbent, especially presidentially, you're going to burn so many bridges. But you know what? Once again, a big usage this week, this month. That's earth logic. That's the way things usually have been. Because to challenge—can uh, you imagine a Democrat challenging Obama for a second term? Can you imagine—you uh, know, I mean, it, it's just—it's it, a very Pat Buchanan-like thing to do, And like, for example, challenging uh, Bush 41. Uh, and Pat didn't care. And, and the reason being that challenging an incumbent will burn a ton of bridges to the donor class— to the ivory towers of establishment party power. Well, Pat didn't care about that, part of why I've always loved Pat. And, um, it, it, and I guess Dean. Well, it's Dean Phillips, so who cares? But the thing about challenging Biden, the thing about challenging Biden may be that the Democratic Party structure and even the donor class, even the donor class, they would perhaps love him to be challenged. They would perhaps just love it. Please somebody. I mean, they would have loved for a Gavin Newsom or for an Amy Klobuchar or for a Gretchen Whitmer to just come in and mix it up, make Biden work for this and and show just how totally unfit he is. Anyway, Dean Phillips.
2: Phillips is considered a long shot, but he tells me he hopes to build momentum in the Granite State, where Joe Biden's name is absent from the ballot.
1: He needs competition because if we coronate him, it's lights out. Don- uh, and, and who is Dean Phillips, by the way? Democrat congressman from Minnesota. Donald Trump is coming back to the White House. That's just the truth.
2: Biden could still win New Hampshire through a grassroots right in Biden campaign.
1: You may be thinking, why in the world are they doing this? What What is this even about? What's well, because Biden intentionally his folks said let's let's not even be there in New Hampshire because New Hampshire is weird enough that Biden might you know, finish with a close second from somebody. It was also back in the days when RFK Jr. was running uh, as a Democrat, which he no longer is. And I said, man, if you know if RFK Jr. almost beats us, that's not a good look. So they took the cowardly way out and chose not to be on the ballot at all until South Carolina.
2: It's done a, a stand up job of the economy, and I don't see why. We would pick anybody else um, to continue that work. Mm -hmm. Here at Stark Brewing Company in Manchester, craft beer is flowing and so are conversations about the presidential race. Some say they are not enthused about their choices.
1: This is a tough election. This is a really tough election. Nobody wants to vote for people. They're all voting against people.
2: A sense of frustration as the first in the nation primary gives the country a sense of where voters stand in the 2024 presidential election.
1: i give you a little bit of, how many times have you heard, well, 70-some percent of America doesn't want the Trump-Biden rematch? Okay, I'm prepared to believe that. But I think that is crafted from about 35, 38 percent of Republicans that would like a Trump, uh, like a choice other than Trump and about 99% of Democrats who want somebody other than Biden. You know, so there, there we are going to New Hampshire there with uh, with, with Bree Jackson. Let's go to actual New Hampshire with a friend and with a friend of the show, an actual friend. It's our buddy Terry Teat with lots of Metroplex history, but she and her husband moved to Bedford, New Hampshire, which looks like a Courier and Ives painting right now, I'm sure. But Terry joins us with a New Hampshire update. How are you doing?
3: Good morning Mark this is Terry your uh, special correspondent on the ground reporting in this morning
1: on the snow covered ground so how are does th- it listen from down here from the national coverage uh, the question is how much is Trump going to win by is that the vibe <laughs> is that the vibe you get as well
3: um it is the vibe i get but let's let's look at this Mark uh, mike kind of stole my thunder a little bit earlier this morning when he said New Hampshire likes to be contrarian, especially when it comes to their first in the nation primary status yep they like to they like to look at Iowa and say, "Oh yeah, Hold my we'll, beer. we'll yeah. show you yep. exactly yep, yep, yep. I, I don't know how often it's happened that New Hampshire has voted the same way as Iowa, but I think it's pretty rare, so this would be a real good day to stay in the Mark Davis lane of letting the game come
1: to us. <laughs> Thank you for that reference. Uh, you're right about yeah. that. There there frequently are different results from Iowa to New Hampshire. But in most years, there's not somebody coming in as, as dominant as Trump is. It would be a real shocker if she actually beat him.
3: That's true. And this year has been different than any other year that I've tried to, you know, get out there and see everybody and really keep my my nose to the campaign trail and, and get a feel for what's going on because, you know, whereas in years past I would go around and see all of the candidates. Right. Sometimes they were 15 or 16 yep. this year. It's either been going to see Nikki Haley who will go to the opening of an envelope, <laughs> you know, and she's, you know, she's driving around New with and- Nunu at, at Chick-fil-A yep. or there's, or there's the Trump rallies, you know, fresh in from New York from one of his, you know, trials. so, this has been really, really different. Also, I, I don't live in New Hampshire anymore. We, we've we retired and moved to the quirkiest of the quirky little uh, places in you? New Hampshire. We're in a little town called Francistown, New Hampshire, right. which is um, a, a really, if you were headed out to South south Central, Southwestern New Hampshire, if you were headed out to Keene State, Peterborough, that area. Right, gotcha. And, um, uh, we, I, I promise you there will not be a line at my at, at my polling, polling place, place Good <laughs> cool. morning. Well, listen just I, I, to, I to, ra- to the only to, Republican's there. To
1: to wrap up then what 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 when we wake up tomorrow looking at what New Hampshire did, what do you think it'll be and how much will it matter?
3: Um, you know, I I I I think it will be closer than we think. I don't think she'll be within, you know, double digits. For sure, but I, I, I just I don't see her getting out of this thing before Super Tuesday. Even though we know she'll get she'll get smoked, as Chris Christie said, even in her home state. She is. Um, um, go ahead. Yeah, um, I, I, you know. It's hard to tell. Like I said, today's a real good day to stay in the Mark Davis School of Let the Game Come. see
1: what happens. So meanwhile, we will note your address. She, she, She can move from Bedford to Francistown, but still in the Granite State of New Hampshire. Family good? Everybody good? Everybody's
3: good. We're loving life here in our quirky little state.
1: Now listen, thanks for making that quirky little state a part of our show with personal on-the-ground correspondent duties, the wonderful Terry Deet from Francistown, New Hampshire. 866-660-5759. Mark Davis. Stick around. We have a pointer sister birthday. And
3: we gotta take care of all the children.
1: It's the children Anita. Of the world. It would have been 76 today, passed away back in 22. And I know I could have done Neutron Dance or Jump or I'm so excited. I went back to send this like their first charting hit. Yes, we can can, written by the great Alan Toussaint. I know that we can. Good. Got a bit of positivity there. I always like the positivity. All right. Well, I am positive that we got a lot going on in the news today, and we're talking about all of it in a little bit. You'll hear Ted Cruz reacting to the Supreme Court taking the wrong side and saying, sure, the Biden White House can absolutely come snip the razor wire that the state of Texas has put up to protect our border when the feds won't do it. Next up, Alan Blakemore in for uh, the gentleman he represents, Brent Hagenbu, in the Senate District 30 residency uh, skirmish over does the guy live in the district or not. Uh, his competition uh, led in this particular venture by Kerry DeMoore uh, says that, uh, that, that, that he doesn't. Uh, courts are not ruling either way on this just yet at least not in Denton but there was a development yesterday we'll talk to him about that and talk to you about all kinds of things in the news 866 660 5759 Mark Davis let's talk to Nikki in the newsroom It is 8:37 here on New Hampshire Tuesday but my we have many fish to fry national fish statewide fish (laughs) you like that fried or broiled so in Senate District 30, where Drew Springer is coming out and a busy primary filled with candidates is awaiting the opportunity to be the Republican nominee and thus the presumed winner. Uh, lots of candidates interested in talking about issues, lots of voters interested in hearing about issues, but apparently there's a, a, a turnstile we got to get through, and that's to determine whether candidate Brett Hagenbu actually lives in the district. He says, sure, I do. The three people running against him say, no, you don't. Uh, in Denton County Court, there was some action yesterday. Uh Brent's rep, Alan Blakemore, is with us, and we're going to go through some of what happened. Alan, welcome, sir. How you doing?
4: Terrific. And 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 you, you forgot on the fish, you forgot grilled. Yeah, exactly.
1: That, that's exactly right. Uh, grilled with a with a sprig of parsley on the side. So yesterday so, uh, the,
4: the, the, the judge certainly grilled uh Carrie DeMoore's lawyers on Friday, the last day we were actually in court. Mm-hmm. And uh they abandoned their claim or their their appeal to the judge, their plea to the judge to have Brent's name removed from the ballot. They said, Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna work. Judge can't do that. Right. Uh what what they what they said they wanted was they wanted the judge to sign a restraining order, restraining Brent from
3: speaking. Right.
4: A gag order, mm, yeah. a, a, a a a you know, it's like well, and 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 I know the last time I was on Mark, you scoffed, you actually scoffed at uh, my parallel to the Trump uh, campaign. That is what they were trying to do, that are still are trying to do. Trump say, oh well, you can't speak. They take they take, they take Donald Trump to trial, and they say they're going to put a gag order on you it just doesn't work this is a failed strategy from these campaign from these candidates they have lost at district court they've lost at the court of appeals it is it is it is not working the judges are not buying it texas law texas judges favor voters being able to choose unlike what goes on in some other states, gotcha, and the judge the judge the judge said this is this is ridiculous
1: you are correct Brent, you are correct, Brent. you are correct Alan the filibusters, please pardon me, you're totally right. you're completely hundred percent right. The argument that while this dispute plays out that Brent shouldn't be able to camp- campaign. Was just not right. It has been properly sidelined. He will continue to campaign. Is apparently doing so this morning, and that's completely correct. Uh, what remains, uh, and what what Carrie and her folks wanted to do is they wanted him thrown off the ballot. Said he can't campaign. That did not prevail. Brent wanted the whole thing thrown out. That did not prevail. So what we're left with is the pesky residency thing. So what ha- what happened in Tarrant County? Because uh, there was uh, uh, they, the, one of the candidates had a Tarrant County action. That I think was about the residency, and that did not go their way. It was it was a, a, a mark in Brent's favor, I believe, for the residency issue. Am I right?
4: Yes, that was uh, that was Chase Yarbrough, right. and he took the case to the Second Court of Appeals in Fort Worth, mm-hmm. which is which is actually the proper legal venue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they went there, and the, and the judges said, "Nope, denied." Uh, at any rate. He said he was going to continue to fight, Yeah, and I guess, I, I guess, I guess he, he still wants to take it to the state Supreme Court. The state Supreme Court has ruled now four times in four different cases this election cycle against these sorts of ridiculous claims.
1: Well, the, the claim is either ridiculous or it's not. So tell me why this – why you think this one is. Uh, Brent's house is in Tan Parker's district his office is in the district and there's a portion of the office that he seeks to identify as occupiable for residency purposes. And if that legally passes muster, okay. So what is the, what what is the argument that, that Brent does indeed have the right to claim a residency in the district in that office building?
4: Well, people move (laughs) Mark. uh, He moved out of his house he moved to a, another location, which, yes, was an apartment in his in his office building. And since after after people started fussing about that, he said, Hey, this is not a big deal. I'll move to another apartment. If you don't like this apartment, I'll pick another one. He moved out of his house in Senate District 12. He moved into an apartment in Senate District 30. And The courts seem to buy it. The opponents have basically refused to campaign. They're not conducting vigorous campaigns. They're trying a strategy. Their entire campaign strategy is to win at the courthouse. Brent Hagebu has his walkers out, his mail is dropping, his TV ads are up, and he's conducting a campaign. Understand painted across the 11 counties in the district. You are right. And continuing, continuing to get endorsements, new endorsements every day.
1: You're right. The people running against him seem that this seems to be their thing of the moment is let's, let's see if we can get this guy wiped from the playing field and that will either prevail or it won't. Um, how many nights has Brent slept in the district in the last year?
4: Well, he moved to the district in October. Mm-hmm. So I I, I I don't have my calculator handy, and, and, and I don't know, you know, where he went for Christmas or Thanksgiving. Is it, so, is it
1: most? Uh, is, it a, is it a quarter? I mean, I just because I, I think what we may ultimately learn from all of that, I'm going to make two semi-bold predictions. Yeah. That Brent is going to prevail, that he's going to be able to technically say that he has claimed a proper legal residency in the district. And that means everybody's going to actually have to campaign on some issues. That's what I think. The second bold prediction is maybe we need to work on what the residency requirements are, because by no normal definition, that humans think of living in a district has Brent lived in the district for most of the last year.
4: Well, I would, I would take issue with your okay. second. Really? Then how many how many uh, nights has then,
1: then how many nights has he slept in the district?
4: And 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 my comment was, I don't know the answer to that mm-hmm. question. I, I gave I gave, I gave you a straight. I yeah I, you know I, it, I I am not his I'm I'm not his then, keeper.
1: then then maybe Brent can join us and he can tell us that's we would like that too sure. Mm-hmm. sure so let's let's make that happen anyway but continue You had a point about the other thing I said <clears throat> he already,
4: he look he already has prevailed on the issue the mm-hmm. courts continue to decide in his favor they decide against the opponents the opponents have shown no interest in actually campaigning. And when they're going to start doing that, I don't know. I would think one. I, I would think. I would think
1: it's when this is resolved. I would think it's when this is resolved, one way or the other. That's that's when well, they'll
4: well, get down to it. the calendar. The calendar, the is, calendar is Not <laughs> in their favor mm-hmm. on this one. The earliest that this can possibly go back to court, by the rules of, of civil procedure, are forty-five days. That is three days. After the election. So we won't be back in court until after the election. The voters are going to decide this one. And, you know, somebody wants to make the case that you shouldn't vote for Brent because there's a question about his residency. Well, there's actually not a question about his residency. Yes, there is. He says he lives.
1: There, There is a question. You have, you have, your, you, you, you have your answer. Well, I mean, you're, I mean, of, course there, of course there's a question, and it remains unresolved, doesn't it, at least in Denton County.
4: No, no. Oh, really? Courts ruled.
1: Oh, what? What was the Denton County ruling on the residency? What would they say?
4: Denied.
1: Well, um, what?
4: Carrie, Carrie, Carrie Demore's case right. was denied.
1: D- the denial was that Jay he has Sharper's to that he has case, to stop case. campaigning. T- Tarrant County, yes. Tarrant County absent. That does bode they, well. It bodes they, well, no doubt. But Denton they, County they, has not resolved the they, residency. They
4: dropped the. Claim to have him removed off. The
1: right, ballot. we talked. We've talked about that. Of course, the only thing that remains is the residency, and the Tarrant County ruling is in y'all's favor, no doubt. Excuse
4: me. Excuse me. Excuse me. The residency—that's what the case was about. Right. They said we—we we don't believe. Kerry Demorest said, "I don't believe he—he—he—he he, he, he meets legal qualification of residency." Mm-hmm. They then drop, and, and and therefore his name shouldn't be on the ballot. Right. And they dropped that portion of the suit. They just said, uncle, we quit.
1: Well, they quit. They quit about you know, whether the, now, the, the, the attempt to get him removed from the ballot. Absolutely. understand. So what their hope is now, and I'll talk to her, I guess, at some point. Uh, their point now is that, that he'd be on the ballot with some 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 scarlet a or something, some designation that he's been ruled ineligible by residency. I mean, that's that's a big ask. I don't know if that's real.
4: And, and the judge said no. Here's the point <clears throat> the judges say no and 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 I understand that apparently you don't like the outcome either. Not but at all. I, oh,
1: dude, we, don't, Alan, don't, we, pull, don't, don't pull that crap we. on me. Don't pull that crap on me for one second. I'm looking to have, and I love everybody's side, and that's great. I love it. I love Carrie's side. I love Brent's side. Yeah. Love to love to have Brent deliver me the side in person. I think that would be kind of cool. But the bottom line here is that the Denton County Court still has to figure out whether Brent lives in the district or not. This was not a, an affirmative finding yeah. that he does.
4: I think you misinterpret what's going on with the legal case. No, I'm just—I'm not a lawyer, mm-hmm. and 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 that's what that's what our lawyers tell us.
1: Yeah, well, lawyers are take take their side, and I listen to what everybody's lawyers say. And 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 by the way, it does legally look pretty good yeah. for Brent at this point. Uh, so what? Um, so if there's no official thing on the calendar that they can do until after the primary, it, as a practical matter, it seems like. There's no there there's there's no resolution of this that's going to happen. He remains on the ballot, and he will remain campaigning and uh, and be out there until now and between now and uh, and March fifth, correct?
4: Exactly correct. As a practical matter, it's over. Do there we will be an election on March? There, there will sure be an will election on March the fifth, and and the voters will decide who wins.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, uh, you mentioned, and listen, I'm going to be uh, accommodating cause you've been very kind to me. Uh, you, you said you mentioned a couple of uh, fresh endorsements from where
4: we've had uh, new endorsements from uh, pro-life groups, from uh, firefighters, from uh, more uh, uh, local uh, elected officials in other counties outside the area. Uh, outside of of Denton County, and uh, it just it just continues to continues to roll. Uh, we've got a big business endorsement coming this week, and fun stuff. People people are listening to Brent campaign on the issues, and they are supporting him. I'm not aware of any 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 similar good news for either
1: of our three opponents. Yep. And the big names, are Abbott, Patrick, Rick Perry, a number of folks already in the Texas Senate who would be Brent's future colleagues are there on that endorsement list. Uh, Alan, you do good work for your guy, man. I appreciate it very, very much. Thanks for your availability <laughs> on the fly. Deeply, deeply appreciate it. Appreciate you and appreciate Brent. He's a good guy and a good candidate just trying to get this, this uh, pesky thing figured out one way or the other. I appreciate you.
4: Thank
1: you, Mark. You bet. Alan Blakemore, Mark Davis, 849. We think of that i got some thoughts but so do you
5: 866-660-5759
1: we are in hearst randy mark davis welcome how are you doing sir
5: i am well good morning sir thank Thanks you for taking my call my pleasure um i've talked to you in the past and i just i only caught a few minutes of that last interview that last conversation i really appreciate the fact that no matter how much no matter who the party is no matter who that person was, I know nothing of Brent. I know nothing of any of that. But what I caught was you're really sticking to the rule of, has this person really lived in this, in this district? And it's, it's important to re- realize part of the reason we're being beat as conservatives is we try to stick to the letter of the law. We try to stick to the spirit of the law. And that's part of the reason why we're getting beat in certain areas, because we believe there is a uh, an ethic to to what we're trying to do, and we can't just flip flop all the time.
1: No. Now, Kerry and the opposition to Brent say that I mean, Kerry's familiar thing is he's lied about where he lives, and he'll lie to you in Austin, which is wildly overstated just as Allen will wildly overstate the sinister nature of the people. It's wel- welcome welcome of, of the opposition. Welcome to, you know, the politics of the day. It, it's going to be a technical point. He either legally can establish residency in the district or not. If he can then Brent's fine and deserves to be left alone on this and deserves to get out there and campaign and probably beat this field, as he will probably do. If uh, if not, then the, the challenges have been righteous, and he, he shouldn't be rewarded in that regard. The the Denton County Court does indeed still have to rule on that, but it'll be on the, like you say, it'll be on the letter of the law. Um, I, Randy, I appreciate you, you got to scoot out of this hour. Here Here's the thing. Here's where the difference, where the disconnect may be. And that's why I asked him. How many nights has he slept in the district? Alan said, I don't know. Brent does. Maybe he will tell me someday. That number will be extremely low. So does Brent live in the district in the way that I live in mine or you live in yours? No. However, is he able to legally establish a residency in the district that that passes the sniff test in terms of the law? That's going to probably be yes, and so by the you know the letter of the law that we all talk about all the time, I I think he's probably going to prevail, and then we're going to get down to to actual issues and see how that all see how that all goes. Eight six 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 zero five seven five nine. Mark Davis eight fifty eight.